You are listening to Holy Words from Holy Cross, the sermon podcast of Holy Cross Evangelical Lutheran Church in Nazareth, Pennsylvania. We hope you find these words a blessing in your daily walk with God. Please visit us on the web at www.holycrossnazareth.org or in person at 696 Johnson Road, Nazareth, Pennsylvania. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart. Don't be all else to me, save that thou Will you join me for a word of prayer? Gracious Lord, we give you thanks for the freedom we enjoy to come here to receive of what you give out of your own generosity your own body and blood in the sacrament and your holy and precious word to sustain us in faith. Remind us, Lord, that the freedom we enjoy to do this is granted by you. And help us, Lord, to focus upon and grow from all that you are giving. We ask this, Lord, in your precious name, which is forever Jesus the Christ. Amen. Lamentably, slavery is one of the most universal of human institutions. It's far more universal than marriage. A great deal less than one half of all the people who have ever lived have been married and had children, but historians estimate that one out of every two people who've ever walked this planet were a slave. Everywhere and in all times it seemed natural to a fallen humanity that one person could own another. Such is the world into which the Christ was born, which he came to bring redemption to. And you started to hear me outline the story of Philemon and Onesimus. Colleen didn't mispronounce it, by the way. Michael and I pronounce it differently. It's kind of like Augustine and Augustine. These are ancient languages and we have no idea how to say these words. Okay? Um, you heard me beginning to outline that story during the children's sermon. And um, the word translated as bondservant in today's second reading was probably translated that way to help communicate to modern readers that the slavery of the Roman Empire wasn't the slavery that we know from our American experience, whose ripples continue to affect us today, what one person called the original sin of the United States. The slavery that was in the Roman Empire, though, though it wasn't race-based, other than the fact that if your country got invaded and taken over by the Romans your whole race would end up being slaves or something like it. Um, There were different ways you could become a slave. Usually prisoner of war, but also you could sell yourself into slavery if your debts were too high. And this is why they probably chose the word bondservant to translate the Greek word doulos here. Um, In our own American history, people coming to the United States from Europe often couldn't pay their way across the boat ride. So someone would pay their way for them and in exchange, they agreed to be an indentured servant for the next seven years. This is similar to the kind of slavery that you would have experienced in the Roman Empire if you weren't a prisoner of war. 
But understand clearly that to be a slave or a bondservant, as today's translation has it in the Roman Empire, meant you were a piece of property. You were owned by your master. And we don't know why. We don't know whether it was because Philemon was a bad master or simply because Onesimus had the yearning to be free that is in each of us because we are made in the image of God who is ultimately free. That he ran away, but he did. And at some point, either through Paul's direct ministry or through the ministry of one of the churches that Paul helped to found in his journeys, he came to faith in Jesus Christ. And so while the Roman Empire would still regard him as property, Philemon, a fellow Christian, could not. Could not. And so Paul writes this book that you heard almost all of it except for about four verses this morning. One of the shortest verses, shortest books of the New Testament. I think Jude's a little bit shorter. And in this letter... Paul lifts up for Philemon what is the right thing to do and says to him, you know, I could command you to do this. I could compel you to obey. But I prefer to appeal to your good conscience so that you'll do this out of love. And Paul doesn't, Paul doesn't pull any punches and says, and I ask this of you, who owes me your very self. <laughs> now what does he mean by that? If I said that slavery was one of the most universal of human institutions, that's slavery in the sense of one person owning another. You go elsewhere in Paul's letters and you're going to discover something else. Actually, slavery is a universal human institution because each and every one of us is a slave to sin. And as the slave of sin, we willingly do what our master tells us to do. Running hither and thither, prompted by our greed and our lust and our anger. And all the other things you can see listed out in the vice lists of the New Testament. It isn't until we hear the gospel, until we are brought to faith in Jesus Christ, that we can come to see that all those things that we spend our time chasing after, thinking they will make us happy... In fact, put us in spiritual chains. Because we value them more than they ought to be valued. So Jesus Christ came to give us life abundant, but that means freeing us from our slavery to sin. Now if we who have been slaves to sin can learn to truly rejoice in the gift we've been given in Jesus Christ... And the righteousness that comes from living a godly life through His power and in His grace. We need to be able to extend that same freedom to others. And this is what he's exhorting Philemon to do. You were a slave, Philemon. And you've been received as a brother by God. Or will you not receive Onesimus, who was your slave, as your brother in Christ? Now understand, Paul's sending Onesimus back with this letter. 
Because although it would be wrong that Onesimus was a slave in the first place, and that's really an affront to the image of God in which he's made, by running away, he did in fact steal from Philemon. Because Philemon paid for him in some way, shape, or form. So they're both being called to an exchange of love that's to be the foundation of a new kind of relationship. And this book, Philemon, Philemon, has had such an impact on the world in which we live that we live for the first time in human history where all over the globe, slavery is illegal. I wish I could tell you that it didn't exist, but it still does. But at least it's illegal. And the charge to make it illegal didn't start with secular humanists, didn't start with philosophers. It didn't even start in other parts of the world. It started where Christianity was the dominant voice, but a few people read clearly the implications of this letter and said, this applies to all humanity. And they were willing to stand up and at great personal cost fight against this universal human institution. And there was a great cost. You stood up against slavery, no matter where it was. Not just the people you don't like, but your friends and your family were going to come after you. They were going to tell you you were an idiot. They were going to tell you you were working against nature. Where do we find the courage to counting the cost of discipleship be willing to pick up our cross and follow after Jesus? Comes from remembering that we were slaves to sin, death, and the devil and that now through His sacrifice alone we are free. And the exchange, the exchange was an incalculable difference and He paid all the cost of it. On Wednesday night, I showed a short video clip of um, an actor who's recently come to faith in his own journey. And he, he talked about how a particular quote by Mother Teresa was important on his journey. Um, she has another quote I think is even, even more powerful than the one that, that affected him so deeply. She said, True love is love that causes us pain, that hurts, and yet brings us joy. That is why we must pray to God and ask Him to give us the courage to love. In a world that's misinterpreted love as mere affirmation and so costing us nothing, real love is shown to us by Jesus Christ as He hangs upon the cross a great personal pain of obedience to his Father that brings joy not only to himself because his Father is glorified, but to us because we are the beneficiaries of his sacrifice. The courage to love is rare courage. But it can come to us 
to keeping our eyes upon Him who sacrificed so much for us. See, faith does not ask if it must obey. Faith rejoices that it can obey. When we were slaves to sin, we didn't even see our chains. Now that the freeing word of God's gospel has come to us, we can see the dead ends spiritually and physically and emotionally that end up by chasing after sin and know where real life can be found. And we can have the courage to obey God knowing that His every command is given because He loves us and He demonstrates that for us on the cross. In our Deuteronomy passage, Moses says, I have set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Therefore, choose life that you and your offspring may live. Now that we know where real freedom lies, we can actually choose something besides death. We've been given the power of faith to choose life. To end with one final quote by Mother Teresa, she said this, she said, you know, I go of my free choice with the blessing of obedience. We are blessed to receive the grace of God that frees us from the shackles of our failure and the commands of God that light the path ahead that leads to real life. Will you join me for a word of prayer that God would bless us with the courage of love? Lord, you showed us what real love looks like. I don't know what sacrifices we all have. Philemon gave up what must have been years of service that he in some way, shape, or form paid for to receive Onesimus as a brother rather than as a slave. I don't know what we have to sacrifice, Lord. Each of us has something different. But for the joy of truly godly character, becoming more like our Savior, teach us to count the things of this life as just garbage, something to be thrown on that manure pile that Jesus talked about if they get in the way of obeying you. Grant us the courage of love that even when our neighbors hate us for loving them we can love them in return that we can stand up to the slings and arrows not just of our enemies but our friends and our neighbors to do what is right in your sight not because we're compelled to but because your love teaches us how to we ask it in Jesus name Amen. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart. Not be all else to me, save that thou art. Be thou my best thought in the day and the night. Waking or sleeping, thy presence my light.